nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello, um, <clears throat> good afternoon, everyone. I'm constitutional attorney, Catherine Henry, and this is Liberty Lori, and we are here today to bring you our um, Restore Freedom Weekly. I forgot what we were even going live with today. Um, <laughs> almost said Constitution segment recap, fast forwarding to <laughs> um, But um, anyway, <laughs> Those of you who are in different time zones, good afternoon to those of you who are in our time zone. Um, and uh, welcome to the show today. I don't have any uh, new guests or special guests, if you will, uh, like I have in recent weeks, but uh, we'll have some follow up on some of what's going on with some of them. And hopefully, we'll have some of our new freedom fighting friends join us in the chat today as well, which reminds me. I might actually have to hit the chat button if I want to see the chat. Uh, all right. So, whoa, who, why is that not showing me? It's not showing. Something is wrong. I can't see who, <laughs> I can't see who shared whatever that long post is there. Can you see it? I can't even tell what, um, oh, it looks like it's on Facebook. It's from Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my screen's. Just so you know, guys, today it looks like things are already starting off on the wrong foot and uh, we're having some technical issues. I already had everything ready to go. I was literally hitting the go live button and it threw my slideshow and me and Lori all back out and I had to start all over again and had some swear words. So anyway, I uh, got everything back in and going live, but now it looks like I can't necessarily see the details of people's comments like I normally can like oh say who you are and what platform you're commenting on so anyway hello to whoever the person is that I can't see your name on Facebook and um, John and uh, Mr. Henry and our our good friend Foshan or this is a public service uh, the last three joining us on YouTube I appreciate that uh, and uh, uh, Foshan, are you, uh, can you let us know if you're able to join us for um, most of the, the typical length of the program? Because I, I think today will actually be a, a shorter one. I'm actually not, I'm not quoting a single law. I don't intend to quote a single law, uh, constitutional provision, statute, court rule, or anything. <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be a relatively short one today, but uh, if you have time, Ocean, if you're able to stick around, I would actually love to, um, even if, if Lori's not kicked out by then, because sometimes this program has fun with us, but maybe she'd be even able to throw you uh, a link to have you hop in, because I would love for you to give some updates like you gave in that video that you shared with me this weekend. But um, anyway, think about it. Let me know. Um, either way, I'll probably end up um, talking about it. But uh, hello to our new friend, American Amy. I think there's something else in your name, but it, it's giving me the ellipses, so I can't see what's after Amy. But uh, anyway, hello to our new friend there. I believe uh, we met through our mutual friend, Acura Amanda, so I appreciate that connection. And uh, in case I forgot to say, I, of course, appreciate the connection to my new friend, Acura Amanda. That connection, or the person who got us connected, was... Um, I'm trying to remember his not real name, um, the Liberty Cause. I, I was trying not to say what his, what his um, day job name is. <laughs> so anyway, I don't see the Liberty Cause joining us here today. Um, oh, just emojis. Okay, good. Um, yeah, it's just giving me ellipses. So I, I hate cutting off people's names or anything like that. So anyway, um, all right. So without any further ado, uh, I guess I'll ask, Lori, is there anything that you can think of that we need to make sure to catch or... Should I throw you in the timeout corner for now and uh, bring you back in as you bring yourself back in as you see? Oh, there's Liberty Cause. Um, I did throw uh, this is a public service a link, so I don't know. I haven't heard back, so just kind of be on the lookout for that. But no, nothing else I can think of. Be, out, be on the lookout for what? 
What'd you say? For Foshin to come in. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Um, and you can always add. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it, but. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And hello to the Liberty Cause. We were just talking about you. Horrible things, of course. Um, so. Uh -huh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and get started. So bear with me here. I'm going to put Lori in timeout and bring this back in. And I have to lower my desk because for some reason now the camera angle makes me look like like I'm too tall and I have to move. That's weird. Okay. I'm not sure what's going on today. Lots of fun for everyone. All right. Um, yes. So, okay. Yeah. It looks like a lot of our good, new good friends are here. Uh, I look forward, forward to seeing a lot of our um, old friends and uh, some more of our new friends join us throughout the time as well. And I guess um, a live update or an update on going live. Shoot. I got to bring Lori back in. Lori, well, we'll talk about it. Um, Lori, can you remember to at the end when you jump back in to talk about Rumble and uh, streaming or not streaming on there since that's changed recently? Um, just remember to talk about Rumble or bring it up and then and then I can remember. But uh, yes, uh, Lori has been a bad girl, so she's in timeout. Uh, she is the, like the kid who loves going to detention. So she's having a party back in the backstage and time out right now but anyway okay so oh and i i don't know if you guys see me the way that i see me today but for some reason i think i look like trump orange i'm not sure why that is but uh guarantee you i'm not trump orange i'm not ill i am having enough vitamin c vitamin d etc but uh anyway okay so um without any further ado let's go ahead and get started uh Today is, well, it's already season two, episode 12. I can't believe it. Um, that's 62, 62 episodes total since we started doing the weekly show. Um, and this week we're going it, to, it's like the driest sounding topic, I realize, but it's preparing step-by-step -step for representing yourself. Now, here's the thing. Uh, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself, so I'll at least have the slides come with me. Um, I've been encouraging people for years to educate yourselves. So you can represent yourself, or at the very least, you can supplement the work that your attorney is doing or just kind of get a better sense of um, if your attorney's on the right track or if there's something you need to, some, maybe some facts that you need to uh, provide to your attorney so that your he or she could do a better job. Because if you know nothing about the law and your attorney inherently knows nothing about your life or your, your, your facts other than what you tell them, sometimes there's a huge disconnect. And I've gone through trial where, I mean, I'm typically, you know, having a lot of dialogue with my clients, asking them 3 billion questions before we ever set foot in a courtroom so that I'm prepared and I know it's coming, et cetera. But sometimes something comes out and you're like, what? How could you not have led with that? Why did you not tell me that? I can only do my best to defend your rights or fight for your rights in court if I know what rights are implicated. I mean, if something comes up out of the blue, man, I'm gonna have to totally switch gears and do my best, but I'm also not a miracle worker. So at any rate, um, at the very least, I've been telling people for years, educate yourself on the law, the process of being in court and what court documents look like and all that. Um, if for nothing else, even if you have a fabulous attorney who's always representing you in everything that you may ever need, or if you're one of those people that has your head in the sand like an ostrich and you think that uh, you're never going to end up in court ever because you know, you're uh, conflict avoidant and you just don't think it'll ever be an issue, regardless of what the situation is, you can benefit from learning how to prepare court documents, learning uh, at least with what we're going to go over today. I mean, obviously it's going to be probably a 45 minute show total, maybe an hour. Depend I mean, if we get to talk to Foshin and bring him in, um, it'd probably be an hour, but uh, really what can I really teach you? I mean, I'm obviously not going to go with a fine tooth comb. Okay. So I'm going to screen share and I'm going to type out a court document and this is how you, you know, type on, you know, a summons or a complaint, or this is how you draft a, a brief. I'm not going in that kind of fine tooth, uh, you know, for the fine tooth comb in, in detail of that nature today, but I am going to go very step-by-step -step in a way that I've never gone with you before. And that's why I actually, when I looked at what I put down today, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually not going to reference a statute, a court rule, um, uh, you know, a, a particular constitutional provision, other than the ones that'll come up off the top of my head, which does happen. But 
I'm actually just going pure logistical on you today because I want you, let me put it this way. Those of you who have been around for at least a week or two have known that we're dealing with an issue with the city of Ormond Beach. In fact, I recently made a post. I don't even know what day it was. Um, I think it was in the last few days. Who knows? But I made a post saying, hey, listen, guys, I would rather live my life in peace and just be left alone and be allowed to be an attorney for other people and, and actually earn money. Because quite frankly, I have received some new donations in and I really appreciate every donation, every dollar, every dime that I get. Don't get me wrong. I'm not appreciative. I'm not un, you know, ungrateful. But um, it's nowhere near what the expenses are to do this show, to send out the newsletter, to keep the website up. And that's not that's not accounting for my time or Lori's time. No, that would be a loss for us. But I'm struggling to keep the Internet and power on, uh, you know, and um, anyway, I could tell you all kinds of fun stuff. We just sold my car yesterday because the freakish market, I was able to sell it for more than I owed on it. And then I don't have car payments. And luckily we paid Mike's car off, but like we're going broke in this freedom fight. And we've been here a long time and we've downsized as much as you could possibly downsize, especially with a family that still has four living at home plus a dog. So anyway, number one, if you could donate at all to any portion of any of the work that we're doing, please do so. Restorefreedomkh.com slash donate is the easiest way to do that. Um, but number two, I wanted to let you know, um, you know, I'm just a real person just like you, right? A lot of attorneys, it, they seem aloof. They seem... Um, you know, not very down to earth, not reachable. You can't really feel like a connection with them. Yeah, they might really be, you know, seem smart or be funny or be informative or have their their blog or their whatever, right? And and you might follow a lot of attorneys or you might know them personally. Hey, you might be an attorney. But um, here's the thing. A lot of the time when we're educating you or we're telling you about a court case or we're, you know, arguing on TV in a debate against another attorney on some hot issue in front of news cameras or whatever, in all of those situations, I don't talk as much about me and me as just as a person and who I am so that you can really relate to me. Why? Because most of the time I don't want to talk about me. It doesn't seem fitting. It doesn't seem appropriate. It's not like I'm running for office or anything. I'm, I've done that, been there, done that, hope to not ever do it again. But if God calls me, I will. Um, but you're not tuning in in theory. You know, this isn't the, you know, how to be like Catherine Henry show. This is how to learn about the Constitution and your God-given liberties and how to fight back against government, government tyranny. I can't even talk today. Maybe you're not going to tune in anymore to learn about the Constitution if I can't talk. But um, today, I, I, over the weekend, it just struck me, over all of last week, it struck me how overwhelmed I have been in just this little, simple, silly, old city, uh, city ordinance situation with Ormond Beach, okay? And it's a mat it went to a magistrate hearing, a special magistrate hearing. The magistrate um, issued um, three separate orders. Most of you already know this, so I'm not going to go into tons of detail. Um, I do have the video that uh, talks about the three minute or so video that talks about the case, kind of sums it up uh, for our Give, Send, Go um, account. Uh, that video is actually linked into the slideshow that I'm going to show you today. It's already on our YouTube channel. It was shared on social media. So you can find it. It's already out there. That summarizes the case quite well. Um, so I'm not going to go into all those details, but it's it's very much something that could be happening to you right now. Whether you're in Ormond Beach, whether you're in Volusia County, whether you're in the state of Florida, whether you're just somewhere else in the United States. Heck, this could be happening to you in another country. Um, and I, I still encourage you to follow along because hopefully there's enough analogies with what your government does and the processes there that you could still take from this and learn something on how to educate yourself. So um, with that being said, um, I wanted to give you, if, if I'm going to be overwhelmed, if I'm going to have to put it, this is just a stinking civil uh, infraction, right? This is a, um, you know, so low, the lowest of low on the totem poles in front of a special magistrate. But the, what they did, what they ordered was something they had no jurisdiction to do. Okay. Um, but at any rate, if, if I, a constitutional attorney who has argued face to face against the AG 
um, uh, you know, against the governor's executive orders in the state of Michigan during all the COVID stuff. If I, the attorney who is licensed and, um, you know, admitted to practice in and, and experienced at least somewhat in the United States Supreme Court cases, United States Supreme Court for crying out loud. If I can feel anxiety, if I can feel over what just sheerly overwhelmed by the vast amounts of laws and court rules and procedures and things involved in this seemingly tiny little situation for myself. How can you feel if you're facing the same kind of thing or if you're facing a bigger case and every single day, every day, even today, Every single day, I get people that are calling, texting, emailing, asking me on social media for help on a case or a referral because they know I'm not taking new cases, but they still want to see however I can help on a case because they don't know who to turn to. They don't know who to trust. They are overwhelmed. Hopefully, each of these things that I give you every week are tools that could be useful for you in your freedom fight without needing to rely on somebody else, without needing to rely on an expensive, experienced attorney. I want to say we had that, Lori, you might have had something up there. And if you did have something on the screen and I missed it because I was like rolling on a tangent, um, my bad. Um, okay, so the Liberty Cause is saying on YouTube, and thanks for joining us today, Liberty Cause, uh, that between local, state, and federal laws, rules, and ordinances, and regulations, there are now over 43 million of them on the books. Let's say that again. Local, state, and federal laws and rules, basically. Federal laws, rules, and regulations. Uh, excuse me. Local, state, and federal laws, rules, and regulations. That all of them combined are over 43 million currently on the books that would be currently considered an act of law. That's insane. That is overwhelming. That is something that needs to change legislators at every level. If you're watching, listening, if you catch this clip even 10 years from now, if you are in a legislative role, it is your job to make sure, number one, that the constitution is followed. If you are serving on your local township board and your township has 500 people on it, in it, it doesn't matter how small. If you're serving on the city council for the city of Minneapolis, I don't care how big. If you are in a legislative capacity, it, your number one job is to follow the constitution, which in part means that you have to remember we're a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. That we are a constitutional republic. That you have an oath to uphold our God-given liberties and the protections for them that are enshrined in the Constitution. So if you think that it's not your job to clean up all the old laws on your books, if you think it's not your job to clean house and, and make sure there's no contradictory laws on the books in your community or your state or wh wherever you're serving in that capacity. If you think it's not your job to read through and make sure that everything on your books is actually constitutional in nature, then you're wrong. That overwhelming task is your number one responsibility. All right, beyond that soapbox and um, Oh no. Oh no. Joe on Facebook is saying Catherine Henry for state representative. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, I'll make you guys this deal. I think I've made this deal before. I'll make you guys this deal. This is our forever home. So I couldn't make this deal in Michigan because I knew we were going to move down here at some point in the future, even if retirement wasn't many years away yet, but I knew it was going to happen. But anyway, I'll make you guys this deal. If anybody down here wants me to run for office down here, or even if you're in Michigan and you somehow have a stake down here and you want me to run for office of some kind down here, you work with the Liberty cause. You guys get the whole campaign up. You got to get somebody that's doing all the financial stuff. I'm not touching that. The laws on campaign finance are so freaking complicated and convoluted. I had a mastered in Michigan, which took years. 
in Florida, they're far worse. So I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. You guys would have to run the campaign and work with Lori on scheduling for where I go. And you have to raise funds and you have to raise enough funds before I totally commit in order for it to be uh, something that we could take seriously because I've run a campaign on zero funds before. I've actually run several uh, different kinds of campaigns on no funds and it's no fun. <laughs> so I will do the candidate work if somebody else does all of the logistical work of a campaign. That is my promise to you. Okay, so, oh, my husband says, don't say that. Um, oops, my bad. But let's put it this way, honey. I said they have to do all of the logistical work. That means I'm just out and about talking to people about the Constitution and what we need to do to clean up our government. So guess what? That means I would be doing the same thing I'm doing right now, just in additional venues. So it's it's all good. It's all good. All right. Plus, maybe we'll, you know, be lucky this time and, and nobody will take me up on it. So, all right. Um, so... Um, if you have a fairly simple case, all you really need to do is find the chapter in your state's laws that most closely fits your situation. That is this week's true or false question. And we've narrowed the, that down <clears throat> to only being uh, available to participate in on YouTube and Telegram. So it's YouTube slash Restore Freedom, I think it is, um, and t.me slash Restore Freedom. Super easy to find us. But uh, check out our YouTube and Telegram channels and click on that to answer today's true or false question. It seems really, you know, kind of easy or simple there. But hey, so we're going to get rolling. And there's only like 18 of these. So there's what, like, roughly nine slides or so. This is something that's going to be easy, but it's super important, guys. And um, Lori, all I'll say is um, it is a little hard for me. To, I'm like really looking like I'm talking to people into the camera so that I'm not seeing the comments. So please uh, throw stuff on or throw yourself into the stream if I'm not catching on that people are commenting or questioning something that I need to stop and check out. So um, all right. Um, oh, uh, uh, governor, huh. well, uh, whatever it is, whatever it is, you guys all agree on it. I'll let the Liberty cause, I didn't even talk to him about this ahead of time, but I would let him be the, the chair of the exploratory committee on what Catherine Henry, if Catherine Henry should run for anything, uh, just make sure to invite Mike Henry because he's definitely going to have an opinion. <laughs> So, all right, especially since we're now currently sharing a car. <laughs> so, all right. Um, with how overwhelming all of this can be, um, and I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to skip to the end. Let's do this. I'm going to skip to the end real quick to tell you, so what has happened, so you can kind of have the context of why I was doing these very steps this week. In fact, literally what I did, I was so overwhelmed with trying to figure out thousands of pages of, because uh, I can't read it all on a computer and let it stay in my brain. No, I got to print it, have it in a binder, be able to tab, highlight, all that stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I have binders, which are next to me, not that you guys can see them, but I have binders upon binders upon binders. I have binders with appellate court rules. I have binders with um, the regular state court civil practice rules. I have binders with all the relevant state laws. Yes, I said all the relevant state laws. Lots of pages, lots and lots of pages. And I had to keep upgrading from one size of a binder to a bigger one, to a bigger one, to a bigger one. So I have several of these binders and I was so overwhelmed. Even the day that I was finally done printing and putting them all in, um, just going back through and highlighting them all and making sure I was you know, getting all the stuff. It was just so stinking frustrating. And all I was trying to do is draft a few documents. Now, if you look at this slide um, here, um, the documents, one of them was already actually shared as a JPEG. It's very small, it's two pages. Um, but there are two sets, uh, so there's two different PDFs here. And this will be shared with you, of course, on Thursday with the Constitution Segment Recap. And actually, they're already on my website. So if you just Google um, uh, Ormond Beach, or not Google it, but in my in the search bar of my website, you type in Ormond Beach, you'll, you'll I'm sure you'd pull up these documents. But anyway, um, 
it is they're they're fairly simple at least the one that's two pages it's fairly simple the first thing i had to do is say hey wait hey i'm appealing this and it's literally it's not my brief yet it is the notice that says i am appealing this case this is the kind of case it was this is the court i'm appealing from the court i'm appealing to here you go this is my appeal okay that's pretty simple then my optional thing that i added was oh by the way this is my notice of joinder what does that mean i am joining in all the other claims i have and joining in parties meaning the people that work in Ormond Beach, I'm listing them in their individual capacities because I'm also then as part of this appeal, I'm suing the crap out of you for violating my rights, for breaking the law, for violating constitutionally protected God-given liberties. I'm suing you a lot. It's coming. And so I had to let them know, let the court know that I'm bringing different cases together and in theory bringing different parties together but they're all parties that are still involved they're just now from their official capacity they're going to be in their individual capacity so that's like a that part was like a one paragraph thing right and and then a, a procedural um acknowledgement i put in there you guys can read it it's it's not that big of a deal um and then um the certificate of service or in some states like michigan it's, it's usually called the proof of service uh but anyway very simple, like, hey, so I serve these documents on this person, this person, this person, and this person, right? Okay, so um, I finally finished after the weeks. I mean, I already had the vast majority of it prepared and ready to go before we, we went into court in February 27th. But after all that time since February 27th, I've had to, uh, I realized my copy of the court rules of all of them that I had had been updated. So I had to print all new court rules and transfer all my marks of highlighting and tabbing. I had, oh, there, Lori put the, um, the uh, uh, direct links right in the YouTube and Facebook. And possibly, I can't see if, she, if she's commenting in uh, Rumble as well, but um, um at any rate, um, so sorry, I was catching up on some of the other comments there too. Um, anyway, I I was so overwhelmed with making sure I didn't miss any laws, making sure, you know, I was just blown away at what they did in court in February that I just, I was like, I, I it was unfathomable. How could they have ordered such things? What did I miss? And after I combed through literally every law in the state of Florida, that's a lot. And every court rule, that's a lot. And many court cases and our entire set of ordinances here and Mike combed through and double checked and made sure that I didn't miss something. I mean, we combed through everything after I printed off hundreds more pieces of paper that might be relevant at least i could tell you i was reassured it's not me i didn't miss anything they're just that far off their freaking rockers that they don't know what the hell end is up so let me just pause side note if your government tries to tell you in a court order that they're going to literally have authority to come on your property and peel up your pavers out of your ground and dig out your fence, your, your six foot privacy fence and your, you know, shipping containers that are being used as, you know, your sheds or garage or whatever anybody wants to call it. Um, and that they get to go in your backyard and take those ripping up your property in the process and then suing you or, or putting a lien on your property for the costs of doing that and that they get to be immune from any damage that they cause to your house, to your land, to your other property by doing that. If your government claims to be able to do that, especially after a special magistrate hearing, they've got it wrong. And that's what happened to me. If they're doing it to me, well, I know they're doing it to other people because I heard uh, the one hearing that was before me, now the person didn't show up to defend their case. So uh, 
I don't know what's happening there, but I vaguely recall some, at least some of the similar provisions that the magistrate ordered in my case that he used some of the same wording in their case. Now, I don't have a paper copy of that order. I don't know much about it. I just vaguely recall, hey, he, he did say some of the same things there. So you know what that tells me? That tells me this is something, and they, act, they acted very much like this was cookie cutter. Like this is something they get to do on a regular basis. So if they're doing it cookie cutter, that means they're, they think this is how you do it. And if he, who was a judge, he was a circuit court judge for many years. He was licensed as an attorney for so long. He was doing uh, legal work as an attorney since longer than my ancient husband has been alive. Um, no, but seriously, we saw that and we're like, whoa, he's been licensed to practice law since the 1960s here in Florida. He should know better. They're doing it to other people, a lot of other people. But let's think about some of the basics, guys. And we talked about this part in another episode um, where I talked about that the, the actual language of every statute, the words mean something, the actual words. And it hit me. What felt so off about this is that, you know, if you hear about eminent domain and takings and that kind of thing, the conversation that's normally had about that is about, well, if the government is regulating your property, at some point it becomes a taking, but it's not necessarily a taking right off the bat. And so we get kind of stuck in that, okay, well, it's not clear, it's it's this continuum, it, it might be taking over here, but if it's to this extreme, it, it, it is or it isn't or whatever. No, 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 this case and the one, all the others that they do this in, right? This is not any of that. This has nothing to do with any of that analogy. You know why? Because they literally, physically are planning to come and take my property, literally. I mean, there's no, there's no interpretation needed. I don't need a sick, single freaking court case from any court, any high court, any appellate court, anywhere, any jurisdiction, because it's obvious. The Constitution says you don't get to come and take our freaking property. You don't get to come on someone's private land and take it. Now, guess what? Here's just side notes. I said I wasn't going to talk about certain laws, but here's just some examples. Did you know that your state might have something like what Florida does, Florida has a statute on the book, several actually, that say even if, even if that this had been a case over blight or slum or nuisance, right? Even if it was like hazardous conditions and my house was condemned and that's why we were in court over it, that the ordinance had something to do with slum or blight or nuisance, even then there are state laws that say very clearly no municipal government can try to come onto your property and take it even for those reasons. So here, we're nowhere near some blight or nuisance, nowhere near it. There's no hazard to public health and safety, especially not immediate threats to the public health, safety and welfare. Not even close, they don't even allege it. They just think, they get to come and take my property because they think that my arguments about my constitutionally protected God-given liberties are, according to the judge, just simply without merit. Respondent's constitutionally protected rights were violated under, this is, he says, respondent made the following legal arguments. Respondent's constitutional property rights were violated under the state of Florida and U.S. constitutions. This argument was determined to be without merit. Really? How? How is my argument wrong? He doesn't say anything about that. Guess what? It's not wrong. He just doesn't know what the word take means. I know what it means and you don't get to come and take my property. So the reason why this is so infuriating for me person who busts their ass 40, 50, 60 hours a week, who can't afford an attorney, let alone find one who's even knowledgeable, let alone competent to handle these kinds of cases, and then who has the backbone to stand up and say no when the court officers, when the magistrate or the judge or whomever, the city attorney, whoever it is, just flat gets it wrong 
or tries to bulk, you know, at the Constitution. It's hard to find someone who's knowledgeable, who's willing to stand up and say, enough. I am telling them enough. And I will tell them at every level of every court, all the way up to the United States Supreme Court and beyond, if I need to, every single one of them needs to learn that every aspect of their job starts with the Constitution. And every one of you need to know that, but you also need to know the practical tools of how to fight back. Because can I fight back on my own and, and defend the freedom of all Americans by myself? No. I keep doing it every day, though, because I'm hoping that enough of you will be inspired and educated enough to be ready to jump right on in with both feet. Um, Joe, Joe on Facebook. Sorry, I get a little heated sometimes here. And it's actually getting hot in my house. Um, that's why government official immunity should end. Unconstitutional acts by government officials should be held personally liable. Malpractice insurance, like I've had at a couple jobs, should be extended to government folks so taxpayers won't be on the hook. Yes, and actually there's, we could have a whole episode about that, but guess what? When you step outside of the bounds of your official job duties and responsibilities, you have ultra various acts, you, you needed authority to do something, but you didn't have the authority to do it, but you did it anyway, you are no longer acting in your official capacity and you must be sued in your individual capacity. There can be no governmental immunity of any made up kind because you are no longer acting in your official capacity when you step outside. When you color outside of the lines, you're no longer acting in that capacity. All right, so I'm going to go back and tell you guys the steps. Now, is this something you're going to memorize? No, but I'm hoping that it's going to help you and um, and give you some of those tools that you need to know. So number one, now this is possibly the most daunting thing, but you literally need to comb through all of the US constitution and your state constitution and all state laws. Remember how in the recent weeks we've been going over the table of contents for your state statutes, how to find where that at, find where that is so you can read through and um, expand the different portions of your table of contents and see what chapters are in each section or title or act. You need to also read all the court rules and your city ordinances. If it has anything to do with the city you know, your, your municipal ordinance. If it has anything to do with the municipal situation whatsoever, you need to read those ordinances just to see, even if the municipality hasn't brought them up, you need to read them. Now, is it overwhelming? Yes. Am I saying you need to read every single word of all the state laws and court rules and such? No. You need to at least read the table of contents. You need to at least go through and see what sections and what chapters and just make sure there's not something stuck in there inappropriately basically miscategorized um, that would benefit your situation or just something you need to be on the lookout for because it could hurt your situation and you need to know ahead of time. Number two, I would say is to print. Yes, you, you can save them and you probably should just so you have like two copies and so they're always somewhere, but print all possibly relevant laws, court rules, uh, parts of your constitution, okay? Anything you think might be relevant, print it. Now, with the court rules, I would say print the entire chapter. So what do I mean by chapter? In court rules in Michigan and Florida and in other states um, that I've seen anyway, the court rules are typically broken down by chapter, meaning criminal court rules, civil court rules, general rules of court, um, appellate court rules, uh, special cases or like maybe family court rules. Uh, so there's different chapters. Okay, so you're going to want to know um, the civil court rules and the general practice court rules, even if it's a criminal case, a lot of states like Michigan, uh, all of the civil rules apply unless they specifically don't. So anyway, print an entire chapter of court rules that might be applicable. Now, 
You need to highlight. Yes, that literally means invest in a box of these, right? Highlight all the seemingly relevant parts. And then old school now, use little sticky tabs, something like this. And you put them all on the ends of your pages, okay? I know this sounds like old school and like college notes 101, but this is no joke. I was so overwhelmed as someone who has done this so many times. I can't even count how many appellate court briefs I've written now. I have no idea. At all different levels of courts, trial courts and, and Supreme Courts and you name it. If I can be overwhelmed by this process and I have to write down, what am I even doing? And I'm writing down the steps for myself. I then know it's something that I need to pass on to you. So anyway, step number three is to go all high school study partner style and highlight any seemingly relevant parts and use sticky tabs to reference those parts, okay? Com and it might be a lot of sticky notes in the end. Compile a, a list and categorize your main topics. So what do I mean by that? So in mine, Okay, and this is where, Lori, I don't know, are you able to share your screen? I sent you something before the show. It was a picture. I'm not sure if I'm able to get it up here myself. I'm going to try. Um, okay. Nope. Yes. Okay. Oh, shoot. Um, I just want to make it bigger. This isn't going to help if I can't show you guys. Ah. Okay, that's a random picture of me. Okay, so this is Chicken Scratch. It's notes. Those of you especially watching on a device, I realize you're probably not going to be able to see this. But just so you know, I literally mean grab like one of these old school types of uh, legal pads and um, literally write down the chunks. Now, I don't know if you could see, but right across the screen here is where I have the, um, I have a line and then I have another line and I have a line and then I have some notes in a line. And you see, if you can even see anything on this screen, I'm gonna see if I can make it even bigger. See how big it'll let me go. Dang. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, anyway. It's taking it out of context. This is this is terrible. I gotta I gotta bring it down. Okay. Anyway, so it ha I have on here LDC for Land Development Code. I have over here U.S. Constitution Amendment Five. I have seventy point zero zero one. That'd be a Florida state statute. Um, I have the I can't pronounce this K Y L L O Kylo case. Um, um, yeah. The Fourth Amendment, um, the idea or the concept of abusive process or malicious prosecution. Uh, over here, I have federal statute, 18 U.S.C. Section 241. So it's basically what I wanted to do is figure out what are the main types. I wanted to compile a list of the main types of things so I know what my main arguments are. And um, I can't even read the thing that I have up there, so I'm going to have to look at my actual version here. Um, so unreasonable searches and seizures, uh, eminent domain or taking, the state protecting private property rights, um, uh, due process violations, uh, how I can, you know, different types of criminal complaints that I could uh, file against individuals involved, which I will. Um, so anyway, um, let me see. I got to figure out how to get back to my... There we go. All right. And uh, make that, well, I'll just minimize it for now. Okay. All right. So that's what I mean when I say compile a list and categorize them into main topics. Then go back through all of it, all your notes, all your highlighting, all your tabs to ID and start listing all the documents needed. So um, again, you'll be able to blow this up a little bit better on Thursday when I share this um, um, spreadsheet or this um, slideshow. Um, you'll be able to see it better. But anyway, I just took pictures of two pages of um, of literally notes. 
of my notes from my case. I don't have anything to hide. They know what's coming. I'm suing the crap out of them and I'm going to follow the law and the court rules and I'm going to get it done. Um, so I literally, one piece of paper wasn't enough. So I had to make that part one and then several pages later, start a, a part two and then write down all the different types of documents. Cause then I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to miss them. So this is your next step. You need to go through, once you've highlighted everything and you have tabs on everything that might be relevant, you go back through and you, you look at each highlighting mark and you figure out, is this a, a, an actual document or a checkbox that I need to do? Is this a certificate of service? Is this a petition or a motion? Is this something, I, some sort of notice I have to file? That is your next step. Number six, create a timeline of requirements. So you need to separate out what is needed now. So the example for me is that, and I, I didn't throw this up there on the screen, but um, what I did is I highlighted, well, you might be able to see later with when you go back through here, I highlighted some of these. The ones that I have highlighted, uh, yellow on yellow paper, I realized with the screen is not gonna be easy to see, but hopefully later you'll be able to see it when you download the whole thing. But Anyway, it's just, I highlighted which ones I needed now, right? So it was a little bit less overwhelming. I could take it one bite at a time. And, and then I pulled those and I just put them on another piece of paper. Yep. And so it's just this stack of them that I needed to do last week. So I did. Okay. And so those where, what are those documents? Those, um, I don't know, say eight, nine, whatever they are, 10 documents that I needed to draft are actually, um, in the two PDFs that we already shared with you today. So um, you'll be able, you have access to those. They're already there. And you can see all of them. Some of, them, some of the notices, some of the, the things you need to do are literally like one or two sentences long, but it's a requirement. You have to do it. So that's why you don't want to overlook some of those seemingly simple things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that. No, it's important. You at least need to write it down so you can come back to it and remember. So then review all of your highlighted and tabbed parts for which ones are relevant to the now documents, right? I have stuff, for example, I, I, I tabbed purple because I knew in looking at it, this isn't relevant to what I have to do right now to the notice, to the documents that you guys saw. This is relevant to the part where I'm suing the crap out of them and I'm filing the actual petition, which is coming. So those were tab purple, just something for me to do later. Number eight, create an outline of each of your main documents. So you're going to save your service and your notice documents for later. The ones that I said, you don't want to forget about them. You want them on your list. But once you have all your documents identified and listed, so you can't forget them, you want to skip those for now and start with creating an outline of your main documents. So for me, it was my motion to set aside or motion for relief from the court order. So what does that mean? I needed to review each of my highlighted parts. I went through thousands of pieces of paper and you can too. You can, if you have to, if you need to fight for your own rights, you can do this too. Once you have them highlighted, once they're all tabbed, each part makes it easier then because you'll need to keep going back. You then go back and I just, I didn't even keep them categorized in my binder like all the state laws. I just kept them printed and, and put in there in the order that they're numbered. So even if the numbering makes no sense in Florida statutes, I just kept them that way so I could go back and easily find them later. So statute number one is at the front and statute, you know, 812.06 is at the back. Um, all right, so you're gonna review each of your highlighted and tabbed parts and use that information to fill in your outline. You might wanna do it in handwriting. You might wanna just be at a computer to do that. I actually did a little bit of a blend of both, but that is how you create your rough draft. And, you're, and it's easiest if you do it for one document at a time. Now you need to revise to make sure that you're accurately quoting your statutes, your court rules and everything. Okay, so once you have that rough draft, you need to go through and double check. Okay, so I, I made a note about this statute and I when, I when I did that, I looked at each one and I went and grabbed it 
And I read it again to make sure that I wasn't, you know, taking it out of context or missing some big piece when I was putting it together in final words. Then you need to double check your procedural requirements. A lot of times you're going to have word limits or page limits. You have to have your signature in a certain way. The document has to be formatted in a certain way. And you don't want to get hung up on that. Um, so you need to at least be cognizant of that. So at least throw it at the end because formatting is easier to change at the end as long as your the main thinking parts are down. Now, repeat steps nine through 11 for all your other main documents. You're just doing it one at a time. You have mo each, each motion that you need or a brief or an application for leave to appeal, which is basically a brief. You need to do this those steps for each of those main documents. And then you need to have someone or two or three people proofread. Go over your grammar, punctuation, spelling. Don't leave a computer to figure all that out for you because they're not gonna catch everything. Uh, your word choice, your readability, is it understandable? Because you wanna make it so that the average high school student or even better yet, the average middle school student can understand what you're saying. Honestly, you need to know your audience. And if they don't know all the laws, if they've been ignoring the laws for the last 10, 20, 30, 50 years of their practice, then you need to um, make sure it's understandable with how you lay out what the law is. At the end of all that, when you have your main documents all done, you need to create your proof of service or your certificate of service. Um, I put it with an S at the end because you might have multiple. You'll see for me, I only needed those few documents, but I ended up needing two separate certificates of service because they essentially served two different purposes. Um, and then I had to draft a notice. Now, for me, it was a notice of appeal, but typically when you have a motion, you have to set it on for a hearing, you have to call and get a court date or whatever. So you need a notice of hearing. Now in Michigan, the court forms, there's court forms right on the website. So you don't have to worry about all the formatting. You just fill in blanks. That's a benefit The the notice of appeal, or the claim of appeals, it's called in Michigan, uh, the notice of hearing, that's an actual court form. Now in Florida, uh, the form that you see I have there is very similar to the one that's in the court rules. I think it's uh, chapter nine, subpart nine, zero, zero is where all the court forms are uh, that show you exactly how it's supposed to look and what parts you're supposed to fill in. So you're not alone trying to figure that out. But then you need to have one or two or three people Proofread all of that while you are double checking the procedural rules to make sure you've got it all right. Hang in there. This is the last three guys, last three. And then we need to give you those important updates about uh, some of the stuff that Foshan has. So um, make sure all of your needed documents are done. Go back to that list. Mine was in red. Go back and make sure you got all your needed documents then most of the time in most states you have to e-file them which i think is actually easier sometimes you have to file them in paper but um often you have to e-file them so it, it might be through a, an actual e-filing program or it might be by email uh, you also need to make sure you're serving all the right people in all the right ways it might be through the e-filing e program. It might just be by email. It might be by certified mail or personal service. That's why you have to look up all those procedural rules so you know exactly how to start your case or how to send that particular response or motion. That is very important because none of it matters if you're not serving it correctly. Okay, so why is all of this important for you to know? Number one, if you remember when Acura Amanda was on here, she made a point that um, I have said before, she has said many times before in different contexts, um, but no one is going to fart, fight harder for you and for your rights than you are. No one is going to fight harder for your rights than you are. It's as simple as that. It could be the best attorney in the world. And they're not going to fight as hard for your rights as you would because it's you because it's your rights on the line um also paying a competent attorney even just a competent attorney uh even a low hourly rate would be quite costly because let's let's i mean let's be reasonable attorneys have student loans attorneys pay thousands of dollars for you know 
all the court books and all the resources and if they can afford it Westlaw or Nexus or you know staff you know I, I don't have a legal secretary here typing these things for me or dictating or any of that stuff right so at any rate um whatever costs there are lots of you know thousands of dollars of costs that go into doing legal work so even if you pay someone who's very low on the totem pole in the cost sense, it's still going to be very costly because this is going to take a lot of time. And even the good attorneys truly don't have the time, staffing, or resources to put this much effort into getting it done right. So uh, I showed you this uh, slide earlier. It has the links that Lori has also shared in the comments, at least on Facebook and YouTube for um, in today's video. Um, there's a give, send, go link. If you're interested in helping me fund this, it's going to be thousands of dollars for me to get the transcripts alone, let alone the appellate fees and, and you know other court filing fees, which I've already had to start paying and putting on that business credit card. Uh, so please make sure that, uh, that if you're able to help that you can, because I'm not just fighting this for me. I'm not just fighting this for my family. It's not just about my pavers. It's not just about my fence. This is about our God-given liberties and our right to use our own property. And it's not just about our rights as residents here in the city of Ormond Beach or in the state of Florida, but as Americans as United States citizens, as people who live in a country where our God-given liberties are protected by the supreme law of the land. Uh, this is the video itself. You'd be able to play that. Uh, that's um, the video I did explaining the case and, the, and the give, why I did a give, send, go. Um, if you want more information on uh, this whole concept, please check into our Wednesday Way to Get Involved Challenge that will go tomorrow, we post it tomorrow morning. Um, our Thursday Constitution Segment Recap, normally it'd be a Constitution Segment Recap. This week, it's just going to be uh, me kind of recapping what we went over today um, and, and sharing the slideshow, of course. And Friday, we'll have our Friday Freedom Fighting Tools like we always do. So make sure to check out those throughout the week or yeah throughout this week, um, I'm going to scare the crap out of Lori and bring her back in. Hey, Lori. Um, so yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot of different, um, uh, a lot of different people. Uh, let's see. Is, um, is there anything that I missed that I need to throw on that we need to talk about? Is, is uh, Foshan able to join us? I can't see, let's see. Where are we at? Yeah, he wasn't able to join us. Okay. He was li listening and, and uh, not able to get on though. Okay. He was doing other tasks as well. So I, I think the simplest thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask you guys to check out the video that I shared in a post. Uh, yes day or the day before. I think it was Sunday. I don't even know what day is today. Sunday. I shared the post on Sunday about the, um, the it's a 16 minute video. And even if you want to skip the beginning, you know, whatever, five minutes or something like that, he's talking about my Give, Send, Go campaign and what I'm doing in the fight for freedom here in Ormond Beach. Even if you skip that part, I don't know exactly where he stops talking about my stuff, but maybe skip the first five or so minutes. Uh, I really want you to catch uh, what he's doing, and he's just another average person, and he's not an attorney, and he's out there just fighting for freedom, uh, just like Acura Amanda, and he now has charges that he references there, um, but he also um, kind of makes a startling announcement about something that came out and uh, in the course of what he was doing, so Anyway, just something I wanted to give him some airtime about here, um, but since he's not able to join us, at least check out that video. Maybe we'll have him on um, in following weeks. One thing I do want to remind you guys of is that we are um, we're going to be off for Easter next week, right? That's next week, Lori, right? Maybe? Yep. Okay, yes. We're off all next yeah. week for Easter, <laughs> and then we'll be back the following week. Okay, so um, am I going anywhere for spring break? No, but 
that was the main reason why I knew I had to live on the beach because I knew I was never going to be able to take a vacation in the fight for freedom ever again. So anyway, um, so uh, we will not be doing any of our you know usual posting or videos or things next week, but uh, do join us again the following week when we come back um, and rumble. Okay, Lori. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think I've got this straight. Okay, so guys, uh, a lot of us have been on Rumble for quite a while. You were really only able to upload videos until about a year ago. I think it was about a year ago in March. In March, they started allowing you to live stream, but you had to pay for it. And then um, somewhere along the way, they created other plans and it became slightly more affordable. And so it wasn't all that much money, but it was still a monthly payment. And so we were down then to the, the cheapest one of those where we were live streaming this and our other videos um, uh, to Rumble instead of just uploading them afterwards. Um, because we just weren't getting enough people to justify the expense and we don't have enough donations coming in. So uh, then Lori is uh, checking out, doing some, some work on our social media and then sees a post about, well, hey, everybody, not since... Now that Rumble's, you know, allowing you to do lives if you have more than 100 followers or subscribers, uh, we're going to be doing our, you know, live streaming there. And I'm like, what? So now we can live stream again. And now it's not going to cost us anything. It's still going to be a pain in the butt because it's uh, our, our TMP or whatever it is um, instead of a, a direct connection like YouTube or Facebook. But anyway, um, so now I think back as of this week, I think we're yep. live streaming again to Rumble. Yep, we have 14 people viewing, watching right now. Wow, okay, that's cool. So, yeah. um, thank uh, you. I've been communicating over there. I think they're more shy over there. Well, and let's be honest. People watching, not, not commenting. Until the until <laughs> the technology on Rumble side catches up to everything else, it's not as easy for you to comment and for me to return, you know, respond to those comments when it's through Rumble than it is YouTube, Facebook, whatever, because I can't see them in the streaming software, even though they require you to use streaming software. So anyway, it is what it is, but uh, I think we ended up only being like off from maybe a week off of uh, doing lives from Rumble. So now I gotta rewrite my commercial script that I do on Mondays uh, to say that we're back live on Mondays. Um, anyway, or Tuesdays. So um Anyway, it, it wasn't the, the most exciting topic to talk about today, but I wanted to make sure that you guys had some of those logistical pieces um, in your toolbox so you can see what it's like to go through it. And it, is it still going to be overwhelming? Probably, but you can do it. I can do it. You can do it. And I will continue feeding you any help that I can, any tools, any resources every single week, except for next week. I'm going to try to be a good girl and take some, some time with my family, but also um, be drafting court documents. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, make sure, though, that you, you know, always t check out our website, the go to the resources tab. You can see court documents. I don't even have all of them on there. The Ormond Beach ones aren't even listed on that part of the page yet. But uh, I, I do as much as I can to get everything on there. But you can always type in search words in our, in, you know, at the top of our website on any of the pages of our website. And you'll get a return of quite a few different things, posts, videos. Uh, you name it, quite a bit will be available on there. So, um, Laura, you've had the exact same smile for a very long time. Are you frozen? Can you see and hear me? Okay, well, hopefully it's Lori that's frozen and not me and that you guys and the rest of the world out there can actually see and hear me. Um, otherwise, I'm talking just to myself and that's no fun. Um, I'm scrolling down here. Wow, there's a lot of comments, you guys. This is awesome. Um, okay. Lori says I'm not frozen. Okay. That's good. Um, okay. Um, all right. I'm just trying to make sure that we are, um, anchor is not free. Anchor is one of them. I just see, uh, stairs at plants on YouTube commented about, uh, doing the audio and putting it on anchor and then it's free. Um, it's, it's, it's somewhat free, but actually the one that we use, uh, Podbean, is, um, it's, it allows us to get all of our stuff. It, it is already on the podcasting network. So it's on Google Play uh, or Google Podcasting, Samsung, um, 
Apple or iTunes, whatever it is, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, this episode, all of our other episodes, the Constitution segment recaps, they're, they're already on uh, the podcasting platforms. But I appreciate the, um, um, the suggestion. Uh, so, all right. I, um, all right. <laughs> yes, at least at least Lori uh, was was smiling and not having one of the, usually if I get stuck somewhere, then my face looks, you know, like something bizarre. But uh, anyway, um, and I don't know what our software is doing because now it looks like Lori's there, but she's not. But she is, but she's not. So um, anyway. All right, guys, I guess that's pretty much all I have for you today anyway. Uh, so make sure to check out those segments later this week and uh, let us know if there are certain topics you think really need to be covered. I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm still sticking with the mission to empower you to fight back for your freedom and to hold government officials accountable at all levels. That is my main mission. So if you have thoughts or suggestions on different topics or whatnot, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out and uh, let you let me know. Um, Sorry, I'm going to throw this on there. Last comment I see here on YouTube was talking about the judge on my arrest case. Um, how about a motion for having him removed? Um, for that case, uh, the case is over and I, um, it wasn't going to do me a lot of good to try to have him removed because the entire case needed to be thrown out. Um, but uh, at any rate, uh, if you're talking about, I'm not sure if you're just giving me suggestions or if you're talking about uh, in terms of topics to cover, um, then just, I guess, maybe clarify if that's the case so we can make sure that we're on the same page about what your comment was. But all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, I'm constitutional attorney Catherine Henry and Liberty Lori has been on and off with us here on screen, but at least in the timeout corner when she's not on screen. And uh, we both thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing you uh, all throughout the rest of the week. Have a great day and happy early Easter.